Coming up, are you sick of Halloween Horror Nights coverage from us already? Well, if you're not, you're about to be, because we're breaking down Halloween Horror Nights 31 on this week's episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig, and today I'm joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. Hello. And as I already have said, we are going to be talking about Halloween Horror Nights in this week's episode. And I, I, I know you are probably sick of it if you are the average person who's coming to Universal that does not care about it. Obviously, this time of year is very heavily heavily about halloween horror nights uh, because it is a very big aspect of visiting universal for a lot of us in the universal fan community uh, but this it's just something that has to happen in this one we we already released a vlog of us on the first night that was really more about showcasing the houses in the scare zones but now we're actually going to break down the experience we're going to give you our rankings after the first weekend probably talk about some of the food uh slightly talk about the shows and that's about it we're going to try to cover it all in as short as time as possible not because we we want to you know get through all this but mostly because we know you hear a lot about halloween and you've consumed a lot of halloween content so we don't want to overwhelm you with it so we'll try to be punctual with all this but let me stop being punctual with this introduction because it's already gone on way too long and mention that this show is brought to you by dreams unlimited travel if you like our content and you want to support us please consider booking a vacation through dreams unlimited travel you get all of the support of the awesome dreams unlimited travel agents at no extra cost so if you want to support us head over to dreams unlimited travel.com today for a free no obligation quote Okay. Uh, as you heard last week in our hype episode, if you bothered to pay attention to that one, uh, one of the uh, hard parts about this year's Halloween Horror Nights event is that it was hard to really get hyped over a lot. And with the exception of some surprising standouts from the houses, uh, I will say our best hopes for the scare zones were definitely confirmed. Uh, the scare zones were stellar this year. And there's at least one show that we enjoy, and we've had a lot of, uh, I'll say tasty food. I'll go on the record and say tasty food. So uh, there's definitely there's definitely a lot to like in this year's event. But I don't know, for me, as of right now, after the first weekend, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a classic, iconic year for me quite yet. But sometimes that just means going a little bit more often and hanging out with friends, having good times there. But I, I will say... I enjoyed it, but right now it's not standout for me. What about you, Rhino? How are you feeling about it? Um, yeah, I, 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 I still, uh, yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I agree. I, I'm, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> I said it before, where I was like, I wasn't particularly hyped for anything, and now having experienced it, I don't know that I'm particularly rehyped for things other than it, like. Obviously, it's Halloween and it's Halloween Horror Nights, and I like a lot of the stuff that's going on. So I do like it, but I don't know that there's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be negative. <laughs> I I know, and I want to I want to preface this uh, up front before we really get into it. I I'm, I'm not being negative about this at all because I would still recommend to anyone who is slightly interested in the event this year to come. I think they're. I think there are about five houses for me that are like ones that I want to regularly repeat every single time I go. There's one house that pretty much everyone has talked about now at this point. I'll even maybe say three houses that are like are definitely great houses. And there's the one there is an argument to be made that it is it is a top 10 and for some people a top five house so there there's a lot of good happening uh the the team that builds these houses designs the scare zones they all delivered 
beautiful, beautiful, beautiful sets for this year's event. And the scare actors themselves, of course, they are doing a fantastic job uh, trying to trying to figure out the best scare tactics right now in the beginning. They will get better as the weeks go on and it gets closer to Halloween. They get they get into the rhythm a little bit more. And there's there's a lot that is working. So it's not it, we're not approaching this negative. It's just there's truth to it. There are some things that are better than others. There is one house in particular that just has such a lack of scares towards the end of it that it makes absolutely no sense. It's it's one of it's it's a house that ends up being terribly low on our list at the bottom. In fact, and. I, I don't know what they could immediately do to fix it. Nothing against the cast that's currently in that house. And it has nothing to do with the design of the look and the feel of the house. It's just there's there's these random gaps that that just don't feel right with it. So I it, it's all I, I just wanted to get that out there at the beginning. I'm not I'm not criticizing anyone's work in a negative way. I am I, I am critiquing the event and I, I am showing criticism towards it, but uh, everything in this event will change throughout the weeks. Yeah. And what we say are in our tops this week might not be in our tops next week. Uh, I, I don't know if there will be that much fluctuation with it this year, but there definitely is room for it. I enjoyed more than I didn't enjoy. I should say that too. So it's just me. Something, sometimes you vibe with something a lot harder than other people do and sometimes you don't that's all it's, but it still can be like good and enjoyable and objectively you can say it's good you know that's all yeah but yeah. looking at my list there's there's only there's not much on here where i'm like meh meh that's all so i mean i agree with you i don't want i'm not here to insult uh any of the very talented or creative people that work on designing or in the houses or anything like that yep i Totally concur. And you know what? I think it's all it's all even fun to the next level because I, I I know our hype list. Mine was very far off from what ended up being uh the order that I actually enjoyed stuff in. But then even my my list that I made on Friday night as we are leaving the event, that's completely different from what uh I, I feel now at the end of the weekend. So that's that's how quickly these kind of things change. So it's very interesting. Uh I feel like we don't really need to go over the basics, but I'll still mention them just up front here uh even though we're starting to get deep into this halloween horror nights of course is an extra ticketed event uh, on top of your daytime access to universal studios florida so if you don't have a ticket after five o'clock you aren't getting into the event you can buy a ticket if it's not sold out you can get them at the gate uh, you can buy them online and save money highly recommend that obviously if saving money is always a good thing uh, but yeah if it's a sold out night there's pretty much nothing you can do in that situation you're you're kind of stuck having to choose another night uh, there is express added on that will help you get through the houses a little bit quicker as long as the express lines aren't getting too bad backed up uh but that's that's pricey i think it that you know it, it, we're it's above a hundred dollars that is the starting price for express and only gets more expensive uh on busier nights so it's uh it's it's not cheap and then of course rip tours are private tours that take you around to each house at least once um and that's with a, a group of around like uh I believe 10 to 12 people, they, they try to put in those groups, but then you can also do a private, private RIP tour with just you and your friends if you want to. And that, of course, will cost a lot more money, but it's only you. You're not put in with other people and you can really make the night however you want it to be. And your night at Universal will include 10 houses, some based on intellectual property, some not, uh, some are originals. You have five scare zones and you have two shows this year. You have kind of a, uh, a, a, well, the one is definitely a fountain lagoon show and the other is a rager rhino. I don't know exactly how to <laughs> describe nightmare fuel. It is, it's like a variety, it's kind of like a variety act <laughs> with, with I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't think so. I think variety is being, it's not much variety. <laughs> Wow. 
I, I, I mean, the people, the performers again in the show are incredibly talented, but I, I said I didn't, I don't know. Are we talking about it yet? I'm not going to talk uh, about it yet. Not yet. Not yet. I'll wait. But I stand by it saying they do a variety of different acts in the show. So that's sure. what I mean by variety. Sure. Okay. Sure. Fantastic. Okay. So we are going to go through our list now of where we're ranking everything only for houses with the scare zones. I mean, sometimes we do that. Sometimes we don't this year. I I've had experience walking through the scare zones, but uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't feel it's so hard to rank scare zones for me, honestly, just because like you can put up Hollywood and, and New York against each other because they're big, vibrant scare zones. But then it feels weird of like putting that up to Central Park or something like San Francisco that's just so much more tiny or the, the original, their first entrance you see in production central as you enter in. It's like not all scare zones are created equal in terms of the size and how many actors are able to be in there. Whereas with the houses, you know, that's, it's just feels a little bit more fair to compare them all. So Rhino, do we want to start by mentioning scare zones or do we want to just jump into our house rank list? I think the houses. Yeah. For me. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, do you still have your hype list that we made, uh, for the last episode? Yes. Or have you lost it? Okay. I keep them all in the same document now. That's that's smarter than I am. I'm going to go over my list real quick. Uh, on my hype list, I had uh, number 10, Hellblock Horror. Number 9, Descendants of Destruction. Number 8, The Weekend. Number 7, Bugs Eaten Alive. Number 6, Horrors of Blumhouse. Number 5, Dead Man's Pier. Number 4, Universal Monsters. Number three, Spirits of the Coven. <laughs> number two, Halloween. And number one, Fiesta de Chupacabras. So, Rhino, what was yours? Okay, so my hype list was at 10, Hellblock Horror. Nine, Descendants of Destruction. Eight was Dead Man's Pier, Winter's Wake. Seven was Fiesta de Chupacabra. Six was Spirits of the Coven. Five with Bugs Eaten Alive. Four was The Weekend After Hours Nightmare. Three was Halloween. Two was Universal Monsters Legends Collide. And one was The Horrors of Blumhouse. Okay. Okay. That is a a solid, solid hype list that you made there. Really impressed with it. Uh, Before we really go over it now, I do need to mention, I should have mentioned it at the very top of the show, but uh, on Friday night when we attended Halloween Horror Nights, we were there invited by Universal as part of their uh, media event for opening night. And what that means is obviously you would get uh, free admission to the event. I will also go and state forward to while we get free admission into the event uh as as part of that media event and that tour uh we both hold the frequent fear pass plus so we go beyond just when universal is inviting us um it's you know we went throughout the weekend and we will continue going throughout the entire event so uh really what universal when they host us to an event like halloween horror nights in this situation it's the what we're getting out of it is the the tour that we get through all of the houses priority access to get inside and then also record them so if you're listening to this you're just hearing us blabber on and if you're watching, you're seeing footage of inside the houses. And that is because on that first night, we are always allowed to shoot footage and release them as highlights from inside the house. So uh, no one else is allowed to do that on on the uh, any of the nights of the event. If you're just a normal guest, that is not allowed. But if you're part of the media groups on opening night, that is a perk to it. So uh that's that's why we have footage of it but beyond that our thoughts in terms of the houses this it's a culmination of what we were able to do throughout the entire weekend so it's uh it's 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 a lot that's going into it but rhino now that i said that what's your number 10 house this year i can't even get through it such a joke three times no maybe two times might been three spirits of the coven Yes. And I'm going to be honest, I don't foresee this one actually changing on the list necessarily because I don't find the house to be very like unless someone is telling you the story. I'm not sure that I even 
And even then, I don't think I really understand what's actually happening. Like, I understand that it's like starts out and there's young witches. And as you go through the house, the witches get older. But like we're going underground, I think. And maybe I don't I don't I don't know. There's a there's a mine cart at one part. I'm, I, and then it just like nothing happens at the end, too. So it's like I don't get what I just witnessed. It's just not it's 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 not cohesive for me. That's all. Yeah. And it's almost a shame, too, because when you first walk into the house, you see this like this alley set that like really you do feel like you're walking into this yeah. speakeasy. And so it sets it up in such a great way. And you get into the bar, you start seeing these flapper witches and like you think there's going to be promise there. But as you said, the story uh, that the rough story that there is of this kind of loses cohesion. But as I've already alluded to with it, my problem is the end of the maze. I know, I know that we make it look, uh, we make it look like there's a lot of scares happening in there because I'm specifically cutting to when we're actually getting people to jump out. But, uh, our entire group was all saying the same thing when we left. It's like, why, where were all the scare actors in this house? And it's not like, they just weren't staffed. You can you can tell where the boo holes are and know like, oh, yeah, we just had a bad run through because there was people missing from there. This was this was not that it just it was it was almost as if it was designed to not have a ton of scare actors inside of there. And visually, it was interesting. And I thought it was like especially the beginning parts of the the house i thought those were really beautifully done but it just did not deliver it wasn't very scary it was kind of confusing and it just felt like something was missing and i don't it, the characters can continue working their butts off in there and i think they when they're in there scaring people they will do a great job at it but i don't i just don't think there's enough in there i don't think I, unless they completely do construction on the maze as the event goes on, I don't know how they can add to it to make it better. So that's why it's also at the bottom of my list, which is wild considering I had it at number three. I believe I just said, I just, I, I just, and it ended up at 10. How do you, I, my big problem was like, there was nothing for me when I'm going through that was very clearly indicating that they were witches. It just felt like a lot of screaming women in a bar and i was like i don't understand like so i i don't it was that was that's just like i understand later when there's a lot more prosthetics on them and stuff like that but i don't know it just i don't know maybe it'll make more sense as the event goes on that's all it it could but right now that's at the bottom of our list rhino i believe we have the same one for number nine as well too so what do you have i don't think we do i I have descendants of destruction Oh, then we are wildly off on that one. Yeah. Wildly off. I I um I went through this house again, I think. I think I've done it twice. You did. And yeah, and it, it's good. I mean, there's cool effects. This is a house for me where it's very like, I don't know, maybe we're just going so many times now that I was like, you walk into one part and I was like, this is very clearly a set from before. <laughs> like the train, the train car set is just a redressed train car set from patient zero dead exposure um, from a couple of years ago. And that's OK. There's nothing wrong with doing that. I actually was shocked because I was like, wow, they kept the set. Um, and there's some cool effects in here. And I like the story overall. I, I actually I don't really have a problem with it. I think it's kind of also like how it devolves into the end and just gets more and more psychedelic with like the neon paint and the mushrooms and stuff. I think it's fine. I just, it's one of those where I was like, sometimes you vibe with a house and sometimes you don't vibe with a house. And I was like, I think it's cool looking and I'll definitely, I look forward to doing it again and we'll see where it, we'll see where it ends up falling in my list later down the road. Oh. I will share my thoughts on it when we get to it on my part of the list. In my number nine, I have Hellblock Horror. And that's my this, number eight. Okay. Then we so will very into close. your number So I feel like it. Yeah. right there. Yeah. So, yeah. With, with Hellblock, there's, I will say, Spirits of the Coven is the one that's like definitely down on the bottom. And that feels like it's stuck. With Hellblock, I think it has potential to jump up. Uh, my timing was not great through this house i i know that so it it really had uh, an impact on how i saw the scares i loved 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 the amount of different characters they had inside the house it it felt it, it felt like 
they weren't just reusing the same uh, character for everything. It, yeah. it felt truly unique. And I, I thought that was, that was a great touch because yeah, they could have went lazy and just tried to create the same character over and over and over again, but that's not believable in a prison in a prison of aliens that An interdimensional, would look the same interdimensional yeah. prison. Yeah. That was the, that's the big thing is that I, I, I don't know. Maybe I just like was, like I know we talked about it and what the storyline was, but it was one of those things where I don't know if it didn't click until we were in the house. And then I was like, Oh, like, like then I got it. And like, I don't know the, the prison breakout story. I feel like there was, I just expected so little from this house that I think I was ultimately surprised. So that's why I think I put it a little bit higher, but also I think I, cause I was, there was like 10 people in between you and me. And I, I think I had a good, a good walkthrough of it where I got to see a lot of like the story planning out. And there was a lot more there. I think we went into this one, maybe right after coven to spirits of the coven or something. It was right around there. We're like, this one has an ending with like a face off at the ending. And I was like, okay, cool. This one has an ending. Like, so I think I, I put it higher up on the list because of that. But um, I agree with you in terms of like, it could fluctuate. It could go higher. It could go lower. This one I've only done once. So yeah, I I think my problem that I had with it is for a prison breakout, there was a lot of characters that were still just in their cages. And so in it their just, cells. Yeah. Yeah. It was it, cells, not cages. Thank you. Um, it, Yeah. So it just there was a little repetition with the scares. But uh, I, I see that I yeah, I it's I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. It's just. I feel like with the rest of my list, there were just stronger contenders mm-hmm. and this one could, this one could end up surprising me and jump up a little bit, but I, it, it's never going to jump into my top three. I know that for sure right now, but no, it, no. it could, it could gain a little ground as, as the, the characters in here start to get in the characters really start to get in the groove with, with how they're doing everything. But I, you've shared your number eight now, so I will share my number eight. And this is one that we are definitely wildly different on. And my number eight is horrors of Blumhouse freaky and the black phone. And from the people that I've like read reviews on too, I'm even weird in that, uh, I disagree with, um, I, I disagree with which one of the two better properties were in there because, of course, they utilized the movie Freaky and then the Black Phone. And I, while I love the Black Phone and think that's a great movie and really don't like Freaky, I actually thought the Freaky section of the house was better than the Black Phone. Uh, the Black Phone is here's the problem we knew what the black phone was going to be going into it there was going to be a lot of basement there was very little sets that they could really draw from with with that movie because it takes place in in that basement cellar and then a couple scenes up above and that's it so it was a lot of you know you see the the big open room with a scare and then you walk and you see the black phone ringing on the wall and a lot of black hallways with it it just to me, it just kind of kept going on and on and on. And I like how much of the grabber we got to see. I mean, it was that was our scare was coming from from the grabber and, and all the we different even got to see versions ex- of his mask. Yeah. Yep. We got to see all the different versions. It was it was all in there, but uh it overall the house was also just too long. This was basically two full houses into one, not highlights of each one's like uh Blumhouse uh the Horrors of Blumhouse houses have been in the past where those felt like compilations once. This, there is a hard cut in between the two houses where you reset and get ready to go into the next one. So it just, I didn't feel, I didn't feel the cohesion. I wasn't blown away necessarily by either of them. And so, yeah, it just, uh, I, I, the reason why it's above hell block at least is freaky made me laugh a couple times. Cause they had like the moment where she's pushing the body through the, on the, the table saw and some stuff like that. That wasn't necessarily scary, but it's like, Oh yeah, that was, that's a fun moment from the movie. People being brutally murdered. I, yeah. I mean, do you, do you want me to talk about it? Cause it's on my, it's higher up on my list. But well, I don't know. when, when we get to that point, okay. What's your number seven bugs eaten alive. I, I, 
I thought um, I thought this house really delivered on that 1950s aesthetic very well. I thought it was really um, it it very much like the description of what they give you is exactly what that house is going to be. My my only kind of little like little nitpick is I feel like they really really hyped up how it was going to kind of make your skin crawl and it was going to feel like slimy. For me, I thought it was a solid house. I thought the 50s aesthetic carried through like the Meg Tag repairman kind of looking pe- repair people being in it was cool. I, I think it, it the our tour guide brought up tryptophobia before we went in uh, and I was very much like, yeah, that's uh, that's cool. Um, that's very much what you should be like afraid of in there. I thought it was just I thought it was fun. I thought it's a solid house. It's, it's just it's like a fun for me. It's like more of the sort of fun house i i just i wasn't creeped out by the bugs at all but i thought maybe i was yeah. is gonna feel more creeped out by the bugs than i was but i'm not i mean you like you said who knows maybe like there's an effect that isn't working that i didn't experience or maybe i just walked through and missed between an effect or something like that i don't know i i will talk more about it when i get it to it on my list i will just say that it did remind me a lot of uh it kind of reminded me of the same level of like the Yeti house or even mm. when they did the, uh, I, I don't, uh, uh, cinema slaughter. Oh, cinema. the, the and, slaughter cinema. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would, it, I would say it definitely gave me that vibe for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's that same camp style. And yeah, that, that is very, that is very appealing. So I'll talk about it in a second with mine, my number seven Fiesta de Chupacabras, which, uh, at the what? end of the, yeah. Um, so here's the thing. I we did it twice and yeah. the after the first time I I actually thought I was like wow this is this could be my favorite house uh but then I really was thinking about the second time and it was very underwhelming there's uh, there was also a lot of space that wasn't utilized properly I don't think the scares were super effective in a lot of areas I think I just got I got very carried away in how much I did love the aesthetics of the house, that Latin America village where, you know, the, they worship the chupacabra basically. And well, guess what? He's also going to come and get us. And, uh, the chupacabra puppets in there, while there weren't a lot, were very, very awesome. Uh, definitely, definitely beautiful to look at. However, when they're sticking out of a not very dark hole, you also can see it coming from a mile away. So Mm. not, not necessarily as scary, but yeah, it just, it didn't, it didn't quite click yet. And this house for me, it's one that I think could potentially get up into the top three. If you have like an epic run through it and you get every scare, but right now I I think they just need some time to, to kind of work out a little bit more, find, find the best ways to scare people in there. So it ended up a little bit lower for me, but uh, Rhino, what's your number six then? Horrors of Blumhouse. Hmm. I That's personally lower than I thought it was. Um, yeah, but I well, I think it's that was one that I'm like, I feel like this should be higher on my list because of how much I enjoyed it. Um, but it's I so I think this one will fluctuate slightly for me. I had just seen Freaky like that day. Like I literally finished. I was left to the event with like 30 minutes left and then I finished it on Saturday and my intent was to go into the house again on Saturday. Um, but I've only I've only done that house the one time. But um I'm with you. I loved the black phone. I highly recommend the movie. I think it was a, it, I, I don't, I, I think it was a very much like a classic sort of seventies or eighties horrific movie in terms of it. Not every horror movie is all blood and guts and all that sort of stuff. Some movies very psychological, like, you know, I was thinking about the shining and things, but, um, but I thought I, I was kind of surprised by the black phone. I, I thought it was so much longer than the freaky section it's one of those things where I'm like, this should have probably just been its own house to the point where it was like, I don't I, even freaky. I was like, this could have been just a, like a short house. It just made 11 houses somehow. I mean, maybe that there's no space conducive to that or anything. But um, but I thought if Black Phone, if they added in just a couple more scenes like with the dad and the daughter or like the dad as a character sort of person trying to hit you with the belt or something. Maybe I, they could have added that, you know, 
Yeah, the you know the dad just berating the daughter for having psychic abilities and her yeah. sleep and just you I know could... her breaking the whiskey bottle and you know just all that trauma that's involved. Yeah, in I, I I could see them that being in the a scene in the house where they like hits the counter and tries to hit you or something. You know, I don't know, but I I I I really enjoyed. I really, I really enjoyed it. I, I, again, I, it, it will fluctuate because it's like, I've only done it once. Um, I loved, uh, freaky. Actually, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I thought the house was, was good. It was just one of those things where it was just so quick that I was like, Oh, it's, it's over. But, um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. It was fun to see the saw, the push, the guy down the saw kill was in there and, and stuff. So I'd like to go through, uh, the house again, but, I enjoyed it. Yep. That's and you have every right to enjoy it. Uh, my number six was Descendants of Destruction, and ultimately it landed here because, much like Hellblock Horror, there was a lot of very cool characters that were inside uh, this house, and they all felt they felt varied. Uh, but on top of that, too, you just didn't have the creatures. Uh, you didn't have these mutant creatures. You also had these people who were, you know, in the process of dealing with this apocalyptic world uh, where the mutations were all taking over. So I felt like the story to me uh, really presented through where, you know, it is where we're walking through a post-apocalyptic world where mutants have taken over and, uh, I I thought there was thought there was a couple standout moments. There's uh, while they reuse the one subway car, there is another scene too where it's just it. I I don't know if it's a trick of the eye or they made just such a massive set, but it it just it opens up and the train felt like it was going on forever. And are you talking about uh, where it was like coming down the roof? Yeah, yeah. I think that was a mirror effect, but. I, I think cool. it is too, but it looked in, in the house, uh, with, you know, being accustomed to the light in there, it looked, it looked seamless. But then really the standout part for me of this house, as you mentioned, uh, in, in you're talking about it is once you get into the end of the house, it goes into this like bioluminescent cave underground mm-hmm. dwellings, uh, that just used all this reflective black light. And that was, that to me was like really trippy right at the end. So I felt like while we got the rehash of like, yeah, I've kind of seen this style before with it's the end of the world and mutants and, and such. Uh, it also then had that twist that was like, okay, this is kind of cool. This like, I feel like I'm in complete different space from uh, a lot that I've seen before without using black light in a terrible 3d way like they used to do in the past um it it still had had that beauty to it but not not with hey you have to wear 3d glasses and then trip all over the place and walk through a spinning tunnel but that's why i had it at six but what's your number five halloween um i I think it's a very solid house. I think they did some cool stuff in there. I think if you're a fan of Halloween, you're going to be a fan of this house. I think if you've never seen the movie Halloween, you'll still very much be able to understand the entire story of the house. But for me, the reason why it's not higher is solely because it just feels like it's one. Of, it's starting to feel a little bit to me like this house is always here. But it, it's I guess it's been years, but it was Halloween. And then I went to Hollywood. Uh, the universal Hollywood the universal Halloween Horror Nights Hollywood I've been to several times and they've had Halloween houses there more than one of the times I've been there so I feel like I've done like Halloween 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 I feel like I've experienced it a lot to the point where I'm like okay like if you'd done like maybe if it had been like Halloween 3 or the new Halloween I don't maybe I'd feel different but it was just one of those where I'm like okay cool like good job like I've I've seen it before, especially I am happy they incorporated the ending of the house from the 2015 Hollywood uh, house, though, because that 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 ending is really cool. But there's some good solid scares. I thought it was a well-developed house. I love a I love a house, a, a haunted house where you go in and you see the entrance of the house and then you go in the house like I love I love that sort of thing. Well. My number five is Bugs Eaten Alive, and this came 
really like full fledged for me on the second run through uh, and entered my top five. I love the kitschiness of this. I love that, you know, it's this uh, showcase of, of, uh, pesticide product all gone wrong in that 50s aesthetic and and what ends up happening is just things go terribly terribly awry and the bugs are taken over but then they're also mutated into giant bugs giant roaches and just a, a massive spider a very massive spider which i I I love that set piece of the spider. I didn't even notice the the dangling hanging body next to the spider until I think it was the second time through when I spotted it. I might not even notice it until we got back and watched my video of it. But it just it hit that right blend to me of camp but also creepiness. I am not freaked out about bugs or spiders or anything like that. Uh, so that didn't bother me. I don't suffer from tryptophobia. That didn't bother me. I just, it, it felt unlike some of the other houses I've talked about that felt like they didn't have a lot of characters. This one, I felt like they had a lot and they were placed very regularly. So the scares just, just kept continuing. And ultimately, I, I like that it goes from like a grotesque image with a scare to then you have a giant oversized bug that you have nothing to do but laugh at it. It's it's comical. It's not even scary. It's just like it, it's just there. It it will uh, it reminds me in that same style of stuff that was in Slaughter Cinema or way back in the day of when they did the uh, HR Blood and Guts and they had all of the different holidays and the one was arbor day so it was just a tree running after you sometimes i like (laughs) a little laugh like that so i think this is definitely while this could creep people out because of the bug nature of it i do think that this is this is one of the more light-hearted houses in in the grand scheme of things this it's not one that you're you're gonna freak out too much in unless you really are afraid of bugs but rhino that takes us to number four Number four, I have The Weekend After Hours mm-hmm. Nightmare. Um, it's like I was really feeling it the first time, and then I lowered it, I think, one notch after I did the second time. But um, I think it's such – it's like a surreal house. It's just a, so weird. It's But, like, it's fun because it's got so much, like, this, like, catchy music and this, like, crazy – aesthetic to it like i i enjoyed all the like the pulsing uh neon that was in the pipes as you walked by and um couldn't tell you what the story is but i could i can tell you that i did get scared in the house a couple of times like there were some good scares for me and stuff but i thought it was like just such a weird i don't know it was just it was kind of one of those houses where you're like huh like I have no idea what I experienced, but there was a giant frog ma- monster trying to get me, and that was cool. Like, so I don't know. <laughs> there, there was a frog monster. Uh, this was actually also at my number four. Uh, on after after I sat with this one for a little bit, it it lowered slightly, but this was like my number two. I think after our first run through all the houses, and then we did do it the second time, and I was like, eh. It kind of it kind of dropped just slightly for me in that one once I I saw everything that was happening and I, I think my feelings in the house were while there was a couple moments that might get you, it was one of those houses that you can walk through and you can predict where every scare is coming from. You mm-hmm. just don't know if they're gonna jump out at you, but they their boo holes were painfully obvious in places or just out in the open and i think the reason why this house for me really ranks up there is because the weekend's music is extremely catchy and Mm -hmm. i'm gonna try not to say vibe because we keep saying vibe vibe. over it but but it's a vibe it's a vibe it's a vibe and it really you get in that rhythm uh as you mentioned the visuals in it are extremely weird and strange so when you mix the visuals in with that music it works. Uh, had they not, had it been like, hey, we're going to build a house like this without the weekend's music in there, 
I don't know if it could succeed. It might be like it might it might be good on the fact that it's weird, but it would it would be missing that that critical element. And that is his actual songs in there. And, you know, yeah, there's a bunch of different versions of him as that story progresses. I will be honest. I've listened to After Hours uh, multiple times, but I tried to watch the music videos on and I just anything I have to watch in YouTube in one big stretch, I usually get bored with uh, as you're probably getting bored with this, but I don't watch a lot of YouTube. So it I sometimes struggle with that. And uh, so I, I went into it still with never finishing the full like stretch of all his music videos that helped set up the story a little bit more. But I ultimately, I think it's still a very successful house. I think it'll be a top three house for a lot of people. I think there will be many people who go to this event and this is absolutely the number one house. And if they have a good run through, I also can't argue with them if that's how they feel, because it's. It, it was walking out of it that first time. I had never been so shocked. I think with how surprised a house made me feel. Cause again, it was, it was low on my list. I believe it was number eight. And then to be, to jump up into the top three for a little bit on the first night, like that, that blew me away. But, uh, what's speaking of the top three, we're in that now, Rhino. What's your top? Mm-hmm. What's your not all top three, just number three. What's number number three? three is the Fiesta de Chupacabras, um, okay. because I, you know, I, I, I think you said it before already. The aesthetic. There's a lot of houses this year to utilize this like multi-level plane. I feel like um, actually all three of my top houses have that, um, but. I liked it. Um, I liked um, sort of some of the iconography that they used. Like, I really liked the mask design that the people were wearing. And um, it's interesting. But it was one of those things where I did walk through and I was like, where is this supposed to be? Because it comes off, to me, it looks like, I don't know. Like, maybe it's, I, I know it's just supposed to be like mountain village is what it says, I think, in Spanish on one of the, the things. But, um, you know, I went through with somebody who speaks Spanish and, they were like, it was okay. Like they, they liked it. I have another friend who's uh, Hispanic and they were saying that they are, feel like it's a little bit of appropriation. Um, so I think everyone's reaction to this is going to be different. But if I take it as just what it is, the house, I do agree with you. There, there, there is a weird, I know exactly where you're talking about earlier where you said like, there's the weird use of space in some of them. Cause there is one where you like walk out into like a courtyard. And I was thinking like, Oh, something's going to happen out here, but there's just like a mannequin of somebody looking the other way. And there's like one character off to the side, but it was like, it seemed like a weird giant space for nothing. And I keep thinking like, maybe I've just missed it the couple of times I've done the house now, but ultimately I'm a sucker for when there's a giant scary puppet. And I think they had the, I know what you're talking about where you can see the, you can see the chupacabra multiple times, but, um, I still was like, Oh, it's not going to move out of there. We can just see it. And then it like comes out and it's like, so I feel like they did a, it was a cool job with that that sort of thing so um but yeah i again it could fluctuate but that's my number three right now i you know i've already made my peace with it i will say too uh, our tour guide did say that for the house in terms of what you were saying with appropriation in that way uh the according to our guide uh, said that all the characters who are inside the house are our team members who are spanish speaking to try to keep it more authentic in that line. So I don't, I, I believe our tour guide, she was a great tour guide. Uh, but it, you know, if, if that's the case, I, I at least give them props for doing that saying, you know what, if we're gonna, if we're gonna include this culture and in, then we need to try to be a little bit more authentic to it at least. Well, it's, it's that's just, something they don't need to do. Yeah. But I'm glad they did. It's just tricky because the Chupacabra legend exists in many different places that are spanish speaking countries but are incredibly different from each other so that was the that was the part where i was like i'm sure that was a tricky thing to do so i'd I'd be curious to hear other people's feedback on it um who are a little more well versed in those areas where it is much more of a prominent uh folklore legend agree uh, my number three was Halloween. And while you have burnout out from how much Michael Myers has been done over the years, uh, I would say I kind of had that feeling for a second, too, uh, except there is nothing quite like the original Halloween. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it cannot it cannot be matched in terms of any other use of Michael Myers. And this house was so different from the first time they did this house in in 2014 that it felt like I was walking through a fresh new take on it because we we were. And, uh, you know, there was obviously it still has to hit the same beats in terms of we want to see this iconic moment, that iconic moment. Yeah, it's still in there. But a lot of Michael Myers is uh, my favorite moment is, you know, it's it's close to the middle of the maze when you finally see the full size version of uh, of the house that mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I, I what I loved about that is that. Like, it was just such an unexpected set piece in the middle of everything. It's like, you know, it, you you walk in and you start right away in, in the Myers house and you see, you know, Michael is, is the kid and his dead sister on the floor. It, but it starts so abruptly that then when you're like, oh, my gosh, there's this giant exterior of a house in here. It just it took me by surprise. And it was so big. And right before that, that reveal, there's also an awesome uh mirror effect that they use where uh, it looks like Michael is walking down a long, like a long pathway. And it's, you know, it's, it's just all mirror based. And so you don't, you're not quite 100% sure where the scare is going to come from because eventually as he gets closer, the mirror just loses track of him and then he pops out. And uh, even on the by the outside of the house, you're walking through uh, you're walking through bed sheets, and he's popping out of the windows and popping out from behind the bed sheets. There was a lot, a lot of scares in there. And of course, having that iconic John Carpenter music all throughout and hitting that that and all of it, it just it was all there. It made it gave me all the feelings that that 2014 house did and really like really proved to me why the original Halloween movie is so good and so iconic. So uh, for me, this one, uh, I I think it could it could end up anywhere on two through five at the end of my list. Heck, it could even maybe end up at number one, uh, because as we get closer to Halloween, it also has those elements of Halloween in it that are like, yeah. This is I want to see this in a Halloween event, the horror and and that spooky season vibe that you get from it. So that's why it's there for me. But uh, that means our number two and ones have to be close, if not the exact same. Mm-hmm. So what's your number two? Dead Man's Pier. Winter's Wake is my number two. Wow. Yeah. Um, I thought this house was absolutely gorgeous, beautiful house. Well, like, honestly, I, 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 I'm not even ranking it in terms of scare. I'm just talking in terms of like set design and the story that it's telling. I think this is maybe one of the most successful of their original houses that I've been in, in year, not in years. I don't want to be like, oh, they haven't done one in years, but you know what I mean? Like in years from now, I'll still be like, remember that house? Like it's one of those where it's instantaneously like you will not forget this house because it is just so well done from like the way you enter the house through this like right like you are in the town center of this small fishing village. So you go into this like uh, bar where this like man is behind the bar kind of telling the story. Uh, you're like setting the story about what's going on and then it's just like you're walking through the town and it's like kind of snow raining a little bit and just the fact that you can see this lighthouse from like wherever you are in the house is really cool and there's like a banshee or not a banshee a, a siren like up playing her violin and it's just like just like one part where you're like this is so beautiful but also like the story is like yes there are people popping out and scaring me but it's kind of sad and like like I remember at one part being like, I'm a little emotional and this thinking like, wow, that was a good story. And there's just like some beautiful like there's another scene where you're looking at this poster of this like young man and it like the poster fades away and it's one of the sea creatures like of the guy like behind it. But it, the face is right in the same place, but it's a character standing back there. And it just is one of those where I was like, that's a cut from a movie right there. Like that's that's a cinematic transition if i've ever seen one and i i feel like this house does that very well multiple times um you know in terms of how the scares hold up as it goes on i don't know um but i just i do think like this one knocked it (laughs) out of the water out of the park is what i should say but 
I, and for that reason, it was my number one with everything you said, specifically the effects and the set design. It just was top notch. It's some of the best work Universal has ever done, period, hands down. And uh, the thing I will knock it on that it could lower it on my list moving forward is that a lot of the characters like you have the the ones that were from the dead man's wharf scare zone years ago that you know they almost look like some of the davy jones creatures from the pirates of the Car- caribbean movies where fishy like hookmen barnacles and yeah. such on them yeah kind of you know just like looks like they've been underwater for so long and now they've surfaced uh they didn't really get like a lot of boo holes so there was a lot of moments where they're mm. just standing in a dark corner and would pop out. So as as you do the house more, and if you only do it once, it'll probably be your favorite. Uh, but as you do it more, you will start to learn where they all are. And you lose the scare element of it. But the special effects, the scenic design, the music, the mood, it all it all delivered. It's uh it's it's going to be very hard to best because it is it it, it feels like if they were going to take any house there and turn it into a movie, this is the one that they can yeah. absolutely do it with. 100%. And that means your number one is Universal Monsters Legends Collide. It sure is. Um, I think I was just like, had the the first night, had the like, first night, first time we went through, I had like the perfect walkthrough. Like, it was like, one of those houses was like, oh yeah, there's no barriers this year, because one of those characters almost punched me in the face by accident. But it was like, uh, it was it was a weird... I don't know. I, I again, this is another house. It's got the multi levels, which I really love. And somebody like went through I went through with it a different time was like, why are we in sand the whole time? And I was like, OK, did you not pay attention when we went in, where I was like, we're supposed to be digging for this thing. But um, I just I loved kind of that set. I don't know. Maybe there's a whole thing because Brendan Fraser is so in the air right now that it's like the mummy is so present, too. And it, it's just and now this is a house featuring the mummy again. And you're like, it was it was like fun to be back in that environment. And um, it's really cool. Like, I I don't know. It, I, I do agree that it's very light on Dracula um, towards the end. But I, I saw him like three times in the in the walkthrough I did. And then one night he was the winner at the end of the house because the winner can change um, based on the night. So I've seen the the mummy was the winner once or, or one night for me. And then Dracula was the winner one night. Somebody told me they've seen the Wolfman win, but um, I'd like to see that version. But uh, I thought it had some good scares. I thought it had some good effects. I thought there were I honestly thought there was actually a lot of um, a lot going on in the house. So I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I think this could end up being my favorite of the universal monsters houses that they've done so far, but I don't know though. I love that, that first year one, but I, I just, I don't know. It was, it was, it's cool to be so different of an aesthetic from what we had last year with bride of Frankenstein, which I think was also a top notch house, but it's just fun to be in like a completely different environment with what I felt like was actually a really interesting original story that they're doing using these IP characters that I was like, maybe this should be like your movie too. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I listen. It's obviously my number two house, so I really enjoyed it. I I was kind of getting worried that I would be a little bit less impressed with uh, using Universal Monsters this time around, considering the monsters they were using. I I like their movies individually, but I didn't know how it all come together, and ultimately. You know, I doing it twice. I just it it is mummy heavy, and that's fine because I love the mummy. Uh, but I, I really did want to see a nice blend of all the monsters, and I saw like I felt like I saw a lot of the mummy, and then I almost saw an equal amount of the Wolfman, and then uh, the first run through on it, I saw Dracula. I saw Dracula transform. And he was there, and then I saw the the dead version of Dracula with a stake through him. Mm-hmm. But then the the second time I went through, I didn't see a single Dracula. I know I missed one by like maybe three seconds, um, but uh, so I only saw the Dracula with a stake through him. And to me, it's if you're putting all three monsters up together, they need to all have equal. Uh, timing through it i know even if it messes with the story a little bit more but it just it it felt it felt very heavy-handed towards the other two and for me that's like that's the one thing keeping it from 
a, a top spot. I don't I don't think this one can jump into it, but I don't know how it slips out of the the top three for me because it just it it made me it made me feel like I was in a monster movie, and that's what you want from it. That's what you want from it. But mm-hmm. so that's our ranking of the houses, and uh, just briefly, we'll talk about. Do you, do you want to talk about scare zones, or do you do you feel like you need to see more of them? I think I, them I yeah, I don't think I spent much time in in all of them to really talk about them okay. enough. Honestly, yeah. Then we'll we'll save the scare zones because I know we're going to have more in the future. Um, I think we should mention the shows too, though. Just just briefly with it um because we've now both seen ghoulish twice and Mm -hmm. you've seen nightmare fuel wildfire i have not seen it yet we found out that they are being very hardcore about the timing so even if there is open space inside the the theater once that show starts you are not allowed access into it and uh so the very first night because of how our tour was set up we only could attend the 1231 and we got there at 1230 and seconds and we were turned away from it so uh i didn't i didn't get to see it and then the next time i went back it just it was kind of hard to get motivation to go to it because it's a show that i didn't necessarily love last year uh but you saw it and anything to mm-hmm. really say about it i know we don't have video or photos from it because we didn't get to go on that first night so we don't have anything from it but any anything to say about it um yeah i think the performers are talented um i mean if you haven't seen it before maybe i don't think this is a show worth waiting for if you're there for halloween stuff i think that it is if you can walk in and it's like 10 minutes before it starts great or whatever um because i was just walking by and i was like you know what i gotta go now or i'm never gonna go um i know a lot of people said it was like the exact same show as last year it is not i don't i i mean same kind of stunts and stuff like that but i literally just finished uh the video that i do for myself for the overviews of the events at the end of the year and i so i literally just was watching the the show last year and the show last year i think was superior in terms of the story it was telling it's the same idea where it's a guy who goes to sleep and it's a nightmare and he's haunted by stuff and then and those same like special effects they do are in there but um i honestly wish i could go back in time and get the time i spent watching the show back in my life um i again it is just something that is not for me and it was to the point where like i was almost uncomfortable at half of it where i was i talked i said it before aggressively heterosexual and somebody was like what does that even mean there is a scene in the show where you will if you do not know what that means you it is the definition of it and i was just like i don't like this and this is not for me and this is the aspect of like that i don't know i just None of it really gelled with me, but I, I, they have, they have some very, very talented people in that show though, that, um, that do an, an amazing job. So if you liked the show last year, maybe you'll like it this year. I don't think, I don't think it's superior than last year. Again, I'll say that again, but I, I just don't, I just, it's not for me. It's, mm. that's all. That's fine. That's fine. I, on the other hand, highly recommend Ghoulish, the oh, yeah. nighttime fountain show that kind of takes you through a uh, it's it's a story record, and you know we knew that from the the sign, but it really, I you know, <laughs> the it just it has it chose the right music, and it's it's a little bit kookier than you know like when. I, I know you prefer still the 2019 version that mm-hmm. was the eighties movies and what was represented at the event that year. And I honestly, I understand that it was, it was definitely that it, it was definitely the perfect show for that event. Uh, but that very much to me still felt like it felt like the nostalgic look back on how our childhoods were growing up and how we watched those VHS tapes and those specific movies and, you know, and a lot of that synth music while it was around, it also was very heavily impacted by the stranger things and in that style. So I, I love that show for what it was, but this one, like it felt very Halloweenish to me of mm-hmm. again, that like 50s, 60s. Um, yeah. 
slightly classic. campy, slightly spooky, very classic. And so I, yeah, the one weird detraction in the show, honestly, is when they get to the section with the weekend. But yeah. even then, you start moving with it, just like the house. Once it starts going into the blinding lights, it's just like, okay, that's a that's a good use of this song in here. Uh, and that comes after after all of these, you know, kind of spookier sounding songs mixed mixed with visuals of kind of Halloween imagery and and imagery of demons and such with it. So it's very all over the place. But I, it was one of those ones. It's to me, I just it got my legs moving, got me dancing. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was great. It's great. I mean, it's a quick show. It's like 10 minutes long, I think. So it's one of those, like, I always recommend the Lagoon shows every year, whether we're like some less or more than others. But yeah, for me, 2019 won't be beat. It's just that VHS aesthetic thing that they did in it and the use of the projections. But this one was like, I would argue this is their first one where I'm like, this is straight up like all. I mean, I know it's covers of songs, but it's very original and what it's doing, I feel like, in terms of using a classic Halloween aesthetic. But it was shockingly more like I feel like the 2019 and the 2021 versions of that show both were like how the um, I forgot what the show is called, like on a normal day of the week, when it's the movies, the cinematic celebration. And the cinematic celebration, how that's basically like, look at all the cinematic fun properties that we have in the park. And here is the music. I think it's spectacular. I can't remember because celebration, I think, was the thing before that. But yeah, whatever. It's the it's the show that has the trolls and the song. And the, it's all the stuff that you experience during the day where you're like, yeah, it was a good day. Look at that. And that's what I feel like 2019 and 2021 where we're like hype hype videos for like what the event is. Whereas I feel like this year it's an original show that's its own little thing. And like, sure, it uses the weekend song at one part. And it's the only song in the whole thing that isn't a cover or like a new version of it. But it still was like it still was really cool to see them do this sort of a thing. And I fits, I think it fits perfectly with the fact that it's like the 31st year and that's all the scare zones are all celebrating Halloween. And I, and I think the creative director on the media night even said, this is the first year where they're really actually celebrating Halloween, like the actual holiday and the aesthetic of the holiday. And I feel like that show really brings all of that sort of aspect of the celebration together. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely celebrating it with the scare zones and with the show. But I don't know necessarily if I would take that and port it over to the houses. But no, no, uh, no. Yeah. I, you, you nailed it for me where my, where I think I, this is my favorite one of the fountain shows now out of all of them because I, I could still see them bringing back the 2019 show if they ever wanted to do like a, we're going to do a retro 80s one. There was nothing about it that felt to me like you could only play this during Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. It, it skews with, horror and all of it but uh it just it 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 felt more 80s than halloween this one to me felt halloween and all the way through except for the weekend section but by then i was already dancing as you mentioned with cinematic celebration it's the same thing you kind of you kind of over that show and then it gets to the trolls part and justin timberlake comes on you're like you know what Okay, I can move around a little bit. Yeah. Why? Why not? Why not? So uh, that's how they get you in the end. But uh, I so uh, obviously ghoulish. Uh, my recommendations for it: you can get a prime spot if you're there 15 minutes before the show. Um, I always stand in the third tier. You have the first one closest to the water, second, third, and then the fourth is technically up where they have uh, accessible viewing slash a lawn area. I recommend the third viewing. And uh, just what you need to do is you need to pay attention directly across the way from the water. You will see the the light rig that's up and standing up that will like have laser effects and such. You will also see a small box with the projector in the water. Uh, as long as you're standing in an area where you can make sure that that projector box is in the exact middle of two of the speakers set up, you will have a perfect view of the show. You'll be able to see the screen great. But if you're looking at it and you have a speaker lining up right over that box or the laser effects, uh, you're going to be looking at, uh, you know, you're going to be looking at a distorted image because you're looking at a, a speaker pole sticking up right in the middle of it. So just take that into consideration. But you know what? If you, worst case, show up five minutes before the show and you'll stand behind a person, but you'll still be able to see everything. 
It's or you you can stand on the opposite side of the lagoon and you can just watch it all from the backside. It's a very interesting take. It it still works though. You hear the music, you see the visuals. It it, it does just fine. But so yeah, that's that's it. That's our rundown for the event. We'll talk more about scare zones again in the future as we get to spend more time in them. Uh, but yeah, and we'll, we'll go over, we'll go over food too. I was going to throw that in here, but I didn't expect to go over an hour at this point. So we're making your ears bleed. I think we can hold off on Halloween talk for another week, maybe even longer. So that's going to do it for this week's episode. Rhino, thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, try not to look so bored. <laughs> Remember, not everyone I'm, listens. <laughs> I, uh, Sorry, I had a shot earlier today and it's making me tired. <laughs> oh, seepy baby. It's not uh, the conversation because you know I'll always talk about Halloween. No, sure, seepy baby. Uh, but yes, thank you, Rhino, and thank you to everyone out there for taking the time to listen and watch. If you enjoyed it, hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, leave comments, questions, video suggestions in the comments section. And if you want to support us more, you can always book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. That's going to do it for this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Again, I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you again soon with another episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Take Take care and remember, we still haven't changed the name 